Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, have things changed since the last time I spoke to you guys? The last time we talked to Pittsburgh Steelers were undefeated. First place in the division. And... Coming off of a 23-20 win over the Cincinnati Bengals, spirits were flying high. That is not the case now. Two weeks later, Pittsburgh Steelers are 1-2, falling to the New England Patriots 17-14 in an embarrassing offensive display. And then to follow up that with a short week and an even equally matched embarrassing performance by the defense this time to lose to the Cleveland Browns, 29-17 this past Thursday night in prime time. Welcome back to State of the Steelers. Welcome back to Behind the Steel Curtain, your Saturday morning podcast Your behind the steel, from your Behind the Steel Curtain family of podcasts. I'm Daniel J., your host, and today we're talking or asking some of the tough questions, as always, as this is the State of the Steelers. But today we're, uh, we're asking, should we be ringing or pressing the panic button. So before we talk about the Cleveland Browns, let's go back to the New England Patriots. Pittsburgh Steelers lost in a poor, offensively and at the end defensively, was a poor outing. Mr. Trubisky looked like a, um, like a quarterback scared, throwing constantly off his back foot. Very inaccurate at times. And just would not attack down the field. You know, he was 21 for 33 for 168 yards. 
I mean, I believe that the punter punted for more yards than Mr. Trubisky in this in this game. You know, it's he had a 5.1 yard per average, one touchdown, one horrible interception. Absolutely horrible. I began to question whether or not the things that concerned me about Mitch Trubisky coming to the Pittsburgh Steelers after the Steelers acquired him in free agency this past free agency here. Uh, I, I questioned the move. I thought that Mitch Trubisky, comparable to what we had on the team at the time, which was Dwayne Haskins, may he rest in peace. Mason Rudolph. I felt that if the Pittsburgh Steelers were going to go with a rookie quarterback in the draft or pick up one in the draft, that the talent that was on the team was good enough and or better than what Mr. Trubisky brought to the table, so to speak. And after the New England Patriots game or during throughout the New England Patriots game, the uh, chance for Kenny began to ring out through Acreshore Stadium. Many thought that, you know, there was a possibility of a Kenny sighting and that if Mr. Trubisky continued to struggle, that that would transfer over into potentially seeing Kenny in week three against the uh, Cleveland Browns on a short week. But before I guess before we get into the Browns, we'll continue with the Patriots game. There was a lot of blame that went after the game, after the loss uh, for the offensive uh, display. It was it was horrific. You know, in that game, Najee, he was he was a non-factor rushing for 15 carries for 49 yards on a 3.3 average, long of eight yards. As a team collectively, the Steelers only rushed for 91 yards. The rushing team was horrific. The offensive line played better, especially in the passing game. Running the ball, there was some question marks as far as what the running backs were seeing and as if they were uh, not hitting the holes appropriately. But like I mentioned before, if you guys follow me on the State of the Steelers of the YouTube channel, um, I brought up the Najee's vision. And I, I what I stated was, if you go back to when Le'Veon Bell was holding out because of his contract situation, you know, when he did come back to the team, he wasn't in mid-season form right away. It took him some time. Najee Harris was dealing with a Liz Frank sprain in his foot throughout training camp that, you know, it happened from my understanding on the first day of padded practice. And then Najee Harris didn't return um, until late in preseason, didn't participate in any of the preseason games until the last one where he did get majority of the carries in the first half. However, you know, that game and also the first game against the Cincinnati Bengals, it was pretty clear and obvious that Najee Harris was a little rusty, which would be expected not being in football shape. It would take some time. But in the New England game, he he was a non-factor in the rushing. However, he did uh, account for some receiving yards. He was uh, he caught five passes for 40 yards and eight eight-yard average. 14 yard long, you know, in my opinion, um, Najee Harris was a better receiver in that game versus being a running back. Uh, now, Mike Tomlin stated that he didn't hear the Kenny, Kenny, Kenny chance going out throughout Acreshore stadium and that he would practice patience with the position, which led to 
in my opinion, a, a little bit of an uproar. I mean, the, the, the fans are ready to see Kenny Pickett, in my opinion. Uh, this offense has been stagnant. George Pickens hasn't been targeted as much as he should have, especially early on. I think his targets increased in Cleveland. However, um, it's still not where I think he should be. He should be a uh, targeted quite significantly more and be featured or have a uh, be a feature point for this offense, especially given how stale it is. Uh, when you have so many defense, when you have the defense playing so much uh, pre aggressively up towards the front, playing against the run. You know, George Pickens is the perfect receiver to stretch out that defense and make him play a little bit more honest. And the blame game happened. You had receivers, quarterback, blaming Matt Canada. I'm referencing the play calls, referencing the concepts to get – passes down the field however and, and i struggled with that and i've talked to well i've stated before on my channel that i think the players are covering up for mitch trubisky the decisions that he's made especially in the new england patriots game were very questionable uh, you know in preseason the first game against the cincinnati Bengals, and again against the new england patriots mitch trubisky sacked himself ran out of bounds and for a for a loss in when he could have thrown the ball away. In the New England Patriots game, it was a um, bad situation as when he did that, it was as time was running out in the half and the Steelers were gaining position to potentially make a, uh, a, a field goal attempt by the Wizard of Boss. And those efforts were undone with the decision that he made. He ran off crucial time and, and burned a timeout. It was just the decisions come with a question mark, in my opinion. Now, the offense transitioning into, um, you know what? Before we go into the offense and the Cleveland Browns game, let's stay with the New England Patriots game in this portion of the show. And then in the second half, we'll talk about the Cleveland Brown game. The defense against the New England Patriots in the beginning played played well. Akilah Weatherspoon had a, uh, a situation where he should have uh, played the ball a little bit better, but he is playing elite wide receivers, and and Aguilar was able to moss him and and take one to the house. Gunnar Ocheski had a a muffed punt, you know, that went off his face mask, and those are things that shouldn't attribute to the loss or shouldn't be, um, aren't Mr. Trubisky's fault. And these are big reasons for the loss. However, and not to go back to Mr. Trubisky, but 14 points in the game, you got to wonder, does Kenny Pickett get you more than 14 points in a game? I think he might. But the defense didn't allow for the offense to make a fourth quarter push, to make a fourth quarter run. They had the New England Patriots ran down the throat of the defense. Now, I fault, and I understand, I understand that T.J. Watt is out. I get it. T.J. Watt, reigning defensive player of the year, that's a huge piece. However, there's been a question mark about the outside linebacker position going way back into the offseason. And the Pittsburgh Steelers have had capital. You know, they have 
financial means to acquire an outside linebacker of better pedigree and have neglected the position even after the injury to T.J. Watt, which makes me believe that these last couple of losses the Pittsburgh Steelers have had fall solely on the shoulders of Omar Khan. Now, I think Omar Khan has done a fantastic job up to this point. You know, up until the point of the season starting, you know, acquiring the, you know, the talent that he did, getting it at the cost that he has gotten it at. You know, you look at James Daniels, Mason Coles, you know, those guys have really turned around and turned around this offensive line. Um, You know, you can see the progression from early in preseason to this point. The offensive line has stood up, stood up. They picked it up and they've done their part. You know, even even Ms. Trubisky acquiring him in free agency. Now, Ms. Trubisky and well, Ms. Trubisky, Mason Cole, and um, and James Daniel. Those will be Kevin Colbert, huh? That was before he retired. Well, he got Deontay done, and he got Minka Fitzpatrick done, <laughs> and he got them done in time, and and. He, and in my opinion, he's done very, very well up until this point. Now, they need to do something about this outside linebacker position because T.J. Watt's going to be out for a few more weeks. He's not going to be coming back anytime soon. I believe um, maybe the, the Buccaneers game might be his where he can return. You know, in reality, you know, the, the week after the bye is probably when we'll see the return of T.J. Watt. There's a lot of games there in between now and then without our defensive player of the year. Now, the record indicates that since T.J. Watt has been a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Steelers don't win games when T.J. Watt is out of the lineup. This has been the case since he's been out due to his torn or strained pack that he suffered in the win against the Cincinnati Bengals in the season opener. Steelers need to do something on defense. They need to pick up someone because they're tired. They appear to be tired. And and I understand it. You know, they've played more snaps and been on the field longer than any team in the NFL or any defense in the NFL at this point. And that all falls down on the shoulders of the offense. Time of possession has been horrible. They've not been able to maintain the ball when 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 it's crucial. Decision making from the quarterback and or also the uh the offensive coordinator have made it. So like I said before, there's, there's blame to go back around. It's made for the offense to be mediocre. When you factor in the entire season so far up to this point, the Steelers have made are averaging 18 points per game. Now, if you take away the, the three points in overtime, that's 17 points a game in regulation that the Steelers are, are averaging. And that is, not a formula for winning football. The defense, as great as they started out, like I've, I've said before, I think the uh, the last podcast was titled "Is This Sustainable?" The defense could not sustain a uh, or maintain a level of performance for the amount of time that they're on the field against high level offensive teams, and. It's going to wear down this team and fatigue and injuries are going to be a real thing. And that's what we're seeing at this point. We're seeing practice squad players participating and taking in 
a huge, large amount of defensive snaps. That is a huge concern and one that needs to be addressed by Omar Khan and the Steelers front office, in my opinion, and ASAP. There is nine days, ten days until the next Steelers game. The The next game will be against the uh, New York Jets at home in Shore Stadium. If the Steelers can get a outside linebacker in now, they can, you know, it's a bit of a moving train, but this is a long time for that that player to get adjusted. I would hope that the Pittsburgh Steelers make that move because as right now, no offense to number 91, Mr. Delonte Scott, but I'm cringing every time he gets on the field. And I'm thinking, man, it's an easy six yards for the opposing running back. I think that the panic button should be hit at this point, and things need to be made. Some changes need to be made. But stick around. That's going to be uh, what we have for the first side. Stick around for the second side. We're going to be talking about a little bit more in depth against the uh, the game against the Cincinnati, <laughs> against the Cleveland Browns, wrong Ohio team. Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, you made it. He made it to the other side. So against the Cleveland Browns, the Pittsburgh Steelers fall 29 to 17 in a game that was a little bit closer than the score indicates uh, as the Cleveland Browns scored on the uh, last touchdown fumble recovery um, in garbage time as the Pittsburgh Steelers were trying to do a, uh, a pitch back and forth to try to make a 96 yard play touchdown in trickery form. And so let's look at the, um, the eye test says that the offense played better, especially in the first half. And that was because, in my opinion, the Steelers moved the ball down the field. They attempted some deeper passes. However, you got to look at the performance of the offense in whole. And the Steelers still did not target the middle of the field very much, not until the fourth quarter. Pat Farmouth didn't even get in a, a target until the very end of the game. It, there are some decisions that are concerning. We look at Mr. Trubisky. He was 20 for 32, 207 yards, 6.5-yard average per pass, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Was sacked at an 81.1 average. Now, he was sacked one time for three yards. Now, 
like I said, in the beginning, in the first half, it seemed like Mitch Trubisky seemed to play a little bit looser, seemed a little bit more confident. However, that last drive for the Pittsburgh Steelers, it seemed like the old Mitch started to pop his head in a little bit. And I was a little bit concerned thinking that that might transition into the second half. And early on in the second half, it really didn't. But as the game started to count again towards the end, uh, now you know what? In the second half, it just he, he did a lot better. It's just it's not better than mediocre. You know, um, he wasn't. I don't think this loss falls on him. You have some important drops, key drops by Deontay Johnson. You know, this is why there was so much of the black and gold faithful, so much of the Steelers fans who were opposed to extending Deontay Johnson to a mega major deal this past offseason because under the lights in the most important of times and in when it counts the most and especially in prime time, Deontay Johnson finds himself dropping the ball. He had a long pass that just went through his hands, through the bucket. Like, it was in his bread basket, and he let it go. You can't get any better than that. Mitch Trubisky still was throwing off his back foot many a times, and there was some so many times where I, uh, I think there was one play in particular where he did make a pass that was uh, towards a completion towards Chase Claypool. And on the replay from a little bit further up, you can see that Pat Frymouth was wide open in the uh, in the middle of the field. And, and I think that's going to be something that when I go back and look at the all 22, I might see. Um, and, and the thing is, and the reason why is the Pittsburgh Steelers don't attack the middle of the field. So why should defenses protect the middle of the field? Now, as much as I question Trubisky, as much as I wish that we could see, Kenny Pickett come in and play and and be the starting quarterback for the team. I highly doubt that's going to happen anytime soon, and that's what's really concerning me. In the post game, when asked, or in the post, uh, not in the post game, I'm sorry, in the post conference, post game conference, Mike Tomlin was asked if he was considering, you know, changing of quarterback or positions of that play caller. He said definitely no. He's not in that mindset yet. I feel that he's not going to pull Mitch Trubisky out, which is frustrating because I feel like this team has a possibility to make a playoff run with the right signal caller, making the, the appropriate risk, but also having the appropriate accuracy to make certain throws down the field and in tight situations. And I think Kenny Pickett is that guy. However, I don't think, Mike Tomlin's going to put him in, especially after that press conference. And even though there was some, or in my opinion, what looked like improvement from Mitch Trubisky, when you look at his performance against the opposition, against Jacoby Brissett, their backup quarterback, who is only starting in this game due to the inappropriate things that Deshaun Watson had has been found to have done and been suspended for. Jacoby Brissett was 21 of 31, 
220 yards. So for the completions and the attempts, they're about the same. However, the average yards per throw there is 7.1 on the completion side for Jacoby Brissett. And he had two touchdowns and had a rating of 109.6. Jacoby Brissett looked confident in the pocket, stepped up and threw the ball with confidence and, and power. In fact, the best defensive plays, and I, I joked on the Slack channel there, I stated that where where Amari Cooper's drops. <laughs> because if they weren't for those two drops, Jacoby Brissett was, was on fire this past Thursday night. And in my opinion, when you look at the two quarterbacks dueling off against each other, I would have rather had Jacoby Brissett as my quarterback than Mitch Trubisky. I think he would have done better with this offense and the talent around him. Now, some some positive spots that I saw in this game were the fact that Mr. Trubisky was able to move around in the pocket, avoid getting sacked a couple of times, and move up in pressure and keep his eyes down the field and throw the ball down the field. Those are some of the things that I had criticized him, and I saw him do better in this game. And also, you came the, the unbelievable catch of George Pickens down the sideline. You know, when you when you think about the George Pickens' ability to catch and catch away from his body and his speed and and how often he is open, because there were certain times during that game where you watch him, he's running down the sideline, running down the middle. The guy is always open. He says he's not he's open 90% of the time. I think he's right. I think that the targets need to come a little bit less off of Deontay Johnson and be more towards George Pickens. I think George Pickens will have a uh, higher He'll have less drops, less drop percentage, and and his catch radius, in my opinion, is is far better than any other receiver that's on the team. You know, I I think he's going to be a dynamic piece, and I, I think that Deontay Johnson's a fine receiver, and he's great at separation. However, when you have so many drops, you know, it's it's become a pattern for him. It's been the, very consistent of him to have these drops in these primetime moments. Jalen Warren was playing fantastic. Fantastic until he, you know, he, fought, he coughed up the ball. Fortunately, Deontay Johnson was there to pick it up, but he still coughed it up. That's something that will get you benched from Mike Tomlin. Now in the second half, the Pittsburgh Steelers, in my opinion, shot themselves in the foot, especially in the opening drive. It was Penalties that brought them back on two large. Um, you had the, the Jalen Warren play that just killed killed the drive. There's two large penalties on that drive that killed the drive, and and then the Steelers defense couldn't stop the uh, Cleveland Browns from doing you know running down their throat. I think Chase Claypool played. Played decently well. He had one reception for 11 yards. I'm sorry, he had one rushing attempt for 11 yards. As far as passing goes, um, Claypool was 3 for 35 with an 11.7 average. He was targeted six times. Dante Johnson was targeted 11 times for only eight receptions. Again, he had, in my opinion, three drops in this game which were the three incompletions that he had. 
Pat Fryermuth was targeted four times, but like I said before, he wasn't targeted until almost the end of the game. George Pickens did get some higher targets with seven. He was three for 39. And again, had one amazing catch. But the Steelers shot themselves in the foot with penalties. Um, Chiefs core four being you know down the field legally. The Steelers got to be better than that. They got to be better than that. You know, the margin of error for this team is very low because offensively, they're not very good. And they, the quarterback played teeter-totters between average to below average to flashes of good, in my opinion. And in my opinion, you're, you're asking for a Andy Dalton-like year out of Mr. Trubisky. I think that's the best he can give us. And that's not going to sit well for the Steelers fan base, especially knowing that the Steelers have a guy and, you know, the only quarterback selected in the first two rounds of this past draft, the guy that the Steelers fans know very well coming from Pitt, that the hardware and the accolades speak for themselves when it comes to Kenny Pickett. I just don't think he's going to get that opportunity this uh, this year, honestly. Unless there's an injury, which uh, I wouldn't hope for anyone. Now, the Steelers have a long, a long week. Get some rest. You know, the Steelers defense has played a tremendous amount of snaps. The first game, they had 100 snaps. They played 43 minutes against the Cincinnati Bengals and then against the New England Patriots. The Patriots basically controlled the ball the entire second half of that game. The same thing for Cleveland. You know, Nick Chubb ran for 113 yards. And so, you know, this would be a good time for the Steelers to get healthy. You know, they have a... uh, and an AFC opponent in the New York Jets, a team that here recently had a comeback victory against against the Cleveland Browns, a team that the Steelers couldn't beat. So, you know, you can't overlook them because after that, the schedule only gets very, you know, tougher, in my opinion. But. Not to look too far ahead, the Steelers are going to be playing. Potentially, uh, there's a chance that Zach Wilson will make his uh, return to the NFL in this game. If not, it'll be a familiar foe in, in, in Joe Flacco. I think this is a favorable matchup for the Pittsburgh Steelers and one where potentially if the quarterback is Joe Flacco, where I could say that the Steelers have a – better option at the quarterback position than than the opposition. The Steelers can get back on track and become two and two before it gets pretty tough. I think that I think that a lot of the uh, the blame that would go to Matt Canada is Probably not there this week with the uh, Cleveland Browns game. I think that the offense played a fantastic. Or the, the calls were fantastic. It wasn't, um, in my opinion, predictable. 
I think that the plays were good. The execution of the plays, especially the running game by Najee Harris, was excellent. But the Steelers have, let's look at it real quick. The Pittsburgh Steelers have the Jets at home, and then they travel to the Bills, who are red hot at this point. Probably Super Bowl favorites right now. Then you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming into town. Then on the road to Miami, and then on the road to Philadelphia. I can tell you right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers might be favored in one of those games, which would be the next one, which would be the Jets. The rest of them, the Pittsburgh Steelers will not be favored in. It's up to the Pittsburgh Steelers to stand up and and see what they got. You know, this is going to be a tough season. Um, It's going to be very tough and a long road if, if things don't change. But I think that, and I really hope and anticipate that maybe perhaps we'll see Kenny Pickett at some point in this season. Mike Tomlin, it really don't sound like it will. But let me know in the com- uh, in the comment section. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, hit me up on Twitter. You can hit me up at State of the Steelers, or State of Steelers. That's my Twitter handle. Also, if you're interested in my comments, I do daily segments and weekly lives on YouTube at State of the Steelers. We're giving away two tickets to the Las Vegas Raiders and Pittsburgh Steelers matchup on December 24th to a subscriber. Go check out my channel, figure out how you um, be a subscriber and get entered into the contest. So that being said, I'm thinking it's time to hit that panic button. It's time to bring in the rookie. I'm not sure the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to do that, though. They're going to execute patience, and we'll see what happens in the next game. Pittsburgh Steelers have a big game. Every game is going to be a huge game going out from this point forward if they want to maintain any positioning in the playoff run. Steelers are now down one and two. Take on the Jets next week. That being said, guys, I'm Daniel J. This is State of the Steelers from Behind the Steel Curtain. Y'all have a great weekend. Peace. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.